Everybody, you're listening to episode 172 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Walter. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Hey, long time no listen, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Today we're going to be geeking out about three things you won't see coming Persona 5, John Cena, and Waldo. Like the Where's Waldo, Waldo. Uh, I gave props to Shelly for that one because that was really clever. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the icing on the cake. I was like, hey, these first two work in Shelly's. Like, the third one works too. And I'm like, oh, it does. We're just so making perfect. everyone cringe today. So <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I, I love it. Three things you won't <laughs> see coming. But first, special shout outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeks under grace, specifically Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, The Mouse Potatoes, Dana Alo, Trey Brigman. And Peter Tallow, we appreciate all of you. We love you so much. Thank you um, for for giving, for supporting Geeks and Grace and the mission. None of this happens without you. So thanks. Mm-hmm. If you want to get on the list, I believe it's, is it the $20 mark? 10 10 Yeah, for $10 a month, uh, your name could be listed on there too. And be ta- if be you- part of the cool club. Yeah, mm-hmm. I usually don't make this long thing on the podcast for the new listeners, uh, but if you do a dollar, even just a dollar, you're in our Discord and you can actually listen to the podcast live. I well. could have just been a jerk and told you 20 to get them to do- to donate $20, no. but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> for fair. I couldn't remember, so our YouTube, <laughs> our YouTube page, uh, when a YouTube video is posted, the $20 is the, the names on the in the credits. Which we thing. are not consistent, by the way. We do a couple small things, but not, not weekly. Right, yeah, podcast is where it's at. <laughs> We're the cool kids, as Shelly put it. <laughs> yeah. You guys been playing any video games this week? Oh, let's just get this out of the way first. I Because people are going to be wondering, uh, make it clear, we all saw Endgame. Yes, we We are did. not talking about it. Uh, <laughs> not today, anyways. Yeah. We are most likely going to be talking about it just during another podcast, maybe in a couple weeks, when uh, the spoiler ban... Uh, spoiler ban... For the rest of the community is is taken away. Yeah, yeah. So for context, what we do is in our in our com- uh, community group on Facebook, we have we do have a spoiler channel though for anybody that does want to discuss it. But in our main community group, we do mm-hmm. have that two week spoiler ban on Facebook. So yeah, just make sure that uh, anyone who doesn't want to hear anything about it doesn't. Uh, I actually deleted Facebook so that I wouldn't catch anything because I was terrified and. Uh, I'm glad it did. So yeah, dude, that's, it that's was, all we'll say. Spoilers everywhere. My, one of my friends was saying that he was watching a Twitch stream and people were commenting stuff like the day after. It came yeah, out. I was that's afraid to garbage. talk about it even on like our stream on Saturday. Like I was, yeah. I was avoiding the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I went to see it at ten o'clock Thursday night, and I was so energized. Still, I didn't go to bed till like three in the morning because I was still thinking about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk about I can't talk about Endgame itself, but I could talk about my experience watching at seven fifteen a.m. IMAX on a Saturday morning. Okay, a little we'll, bit. Uh, we could do that definitely. Yeah, let's, so let's talk we, about video games, and then we'll get yeah, into the movies. Let's definitely we do that, do that first. Yeah, talk about good. your super early movie experience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy to me. Uh, you guys been playing anything? How about you, LJ? You are the guest of the day. 
<laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Um, so I do have a few reviews that are on the horizon. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a review for Yoshi's Crafted World coming out mm. uh, on the website some point soon. Uh, the other review that uh, should be going up this week is for the Warhammer card game that just came to Switch called Age, yeah. of, Sig- Age of Sigmar Champions. And uh, real quick, that's like one of my favorite card games because it's not all about like figuring out which units you need to attack so that way you can get them out of the way just to attack HP. Kind of like a typical like Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or Hearthstone. Like That's one thing I usually have trouble with in card games is mm-hmm. trying to break this front line just to attack the opponent. And right. Warhammer's cool because it's all about card placement and it's got this really cool rotation mechanic, but... Um, my review will have more details, but it's one of the best card games I've played in a long time. Um, cool. Yeah, and then so, like I said, my Yoshi review will be due out soon. Uh, the main thing I'm also working on for review now that I'm still playing is uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Finisher. Yeah. Um, so, r- uh, r- real quick, it's uh, still very violent. Cool. Yeah, still very violent like Mortal Kombat. So it's one of those things like you know what you're going into if you're starting up that game. Yeah, I actually, this is one of the few games um, that I like took away as conviction and was like, you know what, not going to play that anymore because of the violence and the fact that I was watching, I was playing the game just to see the gore and I thought the gore was a lot of fun. And I was just like, that just seems off. And maybe it was just the timing of like um, when I'd become a Christian and why I was watching, why I was playing it. Right. I was like, I gotta step back. Yeah. You know what did that was uh, Mortal Kombat 10, actually. The last one that came out before this did that for me. Because yeah. uh, one of the finisher, one of the fatalities actually made me kind of, like, queasy. I was like, oh, man, like, it's just got too real. Um, but, I mean, isn't the excitement for me was the weirdest part. I was like, it should be queasy. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, so usually the opposite. Mine was like, oh, but... And I'll look, still play the game. Yeah. I just, uh, I haven't bought one in a long time because they just felt kind of weird to. Um, mm-hmm. But Sub-Zero was always my character. Yeah, so so what I like to, so where I, what happened with me for 10 was it felt like they went, like the, I mean, it, it is Warner Brothers coincidentally, but I, it felt mm-hmm. like what they wanted to do was they wanted to take that style that like, DC was doing with like Justice League and like Superman and all that stuff and trying to make it dark. So mm-hmm. like 10 was very dark where whereas like the one before that and this one it's more like you know vibrant colors again and it's more trying remembering that oh yeah we're silly we're not trying to be realistic. And so that's where I think it avoids that uncanny valley feeling where like yeah these facial expressions and these character models are pretty darn close. But it's just that silliness to me that breaks it enough to where uh, it doesn't really bother me so much. But that is, you know, where I'm at with, you know, with games like that. You know, somebody Almost else. like Deadpool and comedy where it's just so yeah. ridiculous and funny. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where that's where I'm at with my spiritual convictions on that game. But, you know, others may not be. So, um, but it's like I said, it's one of those things that you know what you're buying when, when you're playing Mortal Kombat. So... Yeah. And then, um, real quick, I finished Sands of Time on stream on Saturday. Woot! Yeah, That's I'm cool. excited. Yeah. yeah, so I'm playing... Is huh? Sands of Time the one the movie is based on, or was it based on the movie? The movie is based on the Sands of Time, the Sands of Time series. What, see, what where this gets okay. confusing is um, 
The first game came out in like 2003. Then they made right. a trilogy. And then down the road during 360 and PS3, they made a video game while that movie came out called uh-huh. Forgotten Sands. And this is where it even gets more confusing is that this new this fourth game in the series takes place between a seven-year gap between the first Prince of Persia and the second Prince of Persia where he goes emo and, you know, is, is all grunge. Because there was a game made, right, based off the movie. Am I No, it's wrong? it's not based off the movie, but he does have the look of Jake Gyllenhaal's, like, the way his armor is and stuff like that. Okay, it maybe does. that's where it came from. I remember the advertising, and maybe it was just... Yeah. Maybe I read the advertising wrong, because it's been a long time since yeah. I saw it, but I thought it said based off the movie, and I got so mad because I was like... <laughs> It's not based off the movie. The, it's a game <laughs> that was turned into a movie. The video game based off the movie that's based off a video game. <laughs> My yeah. favorite tangent. Um, yeah. I went to the store once, and this is not a joke. <laughs> I found a book. I think and I know it said, that with this. Based off the show, the hit TV series, The Bible. <laughs> and it was a Bible. I don't oh, get man. it. <laughs> I was that's like, great. why would you do that? I have to have a picture of that somewhere. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so my plan is is I'm going to play a few other random things for like a week or two to give myself a break from the series. And then mm-hmm. I am going into that weird fourth movie because that's where it's at. Or that fourth game because that's where it's at in the timeline. And then I'll resume with the other two. But, okay. Yeah, so that's been fun. And uh, that's all I've been doing for gaming. Oh, I totally... Okay. Not to, I don't, I don't usually plug myself, but if you want to go way back in my Instagram, uh-huh. you can find the picture I took of a novel based on the epic TV bitty series, The Bible. A novel. Man, you could probably ba- have to scroll just, back pretty far. That's upsetting. <laughs> that's so dumb. So was it a novelization of the, of the TV series? I, I don't remember opening it. I think I was, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. I want to say they were packet like saran wrapped. Type yeah. thing, like the packaging. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that before. I can, um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It still blows my mind that they days. even sell Bibles. I mean, I would give Bibles out for free, but it's okay. I'm just crazy. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, so I, I always thought that the video game was the same way. I thought there was like, based off of the movie, Prince yeah. of Persia, and I was like, no. Yeah, it's it's not actually based <laughs> off of the movie, which is kind of They were cool. just like, we'll take Jake Gyllenhaal's face. Yeah. I liked that movie. I need to watch it again. I actually got a few people to watch it because I was playing the game. And they're like, hey, I watched the movie this week. I remember not doing well. It's weird to make Jake Gyllenhaal the Prince of Persia. Check this out. It was a Disney movie. It was a Jerry Burkheimer Disney movie, too. Oh, Oh, I didn't didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah. I guess so. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Obviously whitewashed, but cool. (laughs) Anyway, what have you guys been up to in the gaming realm? Go for it, Shelly. I don't think I played anything new. Uh, there's another tournament happening on Friday for Smash that I would like to go to. I'm already registered cool. for it, actually. So that should be fun, getting a crew to go there. Um, so yeah, I've been playing Smash just a little bit, not nearly as much as I probably should if I'm going to another tournament, but whatever. I've also continued my Nuzlocke run of Heart Gold, and that's going pretty well. I haven't had any Pokemon die yet. Which is nice, hmm. but I mean, it's still the very beginning of the game. That sounds Everyone's like a super, super weak. like hard mode, almost roguelike style to play Pokemon. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. I do. 
I am getting pretty attached to my Pokemon, though. I got a full party at this point. Um, and they're oh, cool. actually, it's a, it's a nice spread. It's a nice spread of uh, different types, which is nice because I think the biggest worry at the beginning of a, a new Nuzlocke run is that you're just going to end up with a bunch of all normal Pidgeys. Type, normal, yeah, all normal types. A bunch of the low tier Pokemon. Yeah, but even though my, my Pokemon aren't super strong yet, they aren't all normal types, which is very nice. I think my RNG was very generous in what it gave me. So, Can you heal them? them? Yeah, I think some people go to extremes on how much you can. I don't have any rules on that. I'm just playing very okay. vanilla. So yes, all healing is Yeah, to me, as long as you can heal them. As long as, as, long you, as, long as they don't them, get to okay. zero, right? Like, as long as they don't fall okay. at all. But, um, yeah. Yeah, because then if they die, it's your fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't think I've actually done, like, anything else. <laughs> no, I mean, I really, as far as gaming goes, I've played more Ebony. But I've already kind of slowed down because I'm getting to that point where it's taking like three days to oh, upgrade something. Yeah. Oh, I hate Either three it. days or like three hours. And so I don't, I'll do something for three hours and then I'll forget about it for the day. Yeah. Or I'll do something for three days and then forget about it. Yep. Completely. Yep. Hitting that mobile um, grind. Huh? You're hitting that mobile game grind. Yeah. Well, that was always, even like before mobile games were big, like Ebony was like that. Yeah. Um, you could take weeks and now that i'm not having to worry about uh a city like being stolen from me there's not this like need to be in there at all times where it used to be like someone if they attacked your city in one they could take it so you were like guarding and always working on getting your soldiers and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas right now i'm like if you take my resources like you have a warehouse basically um you have a cap for how much resources you can keep if you do get attacked Hmm. and i just stay under that cap so I get attacked, I don't really lose anything. Got it. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's been okay. And then I've played uh, Marina Valor, but I, re-vent- I haven't really even played a lot of Apex. Uh, kind of slowed down this week in general in games. Hmm. Got it. That's fine. Cool. Yeah. What's going on uh, in the news? Alrighty. So we got a few things here. Um mm-hmm. So, first of all, I want to get this out of the way. Um, Everybody's up in arms about Persona 5 S is known as Persona 5 Scramble, and it it is not a Switch port. People should be up in arms about that. That is, like, the least... (laughs) Like, I would have thought I probably wouldn't have played it, if I'm being honest. But I would have thought about playing it on the (laughs) Switch. (laughs) Yeah, and part of me was kind of hoping, like... JRPGs are hard for me to get into, like on a on a console or like mm-hmm. a, or like on PC. I've always mm-hmm. gotten into them, like on a mobile device, like Persona Four Golden. I played on my Vita. Uh, I played even a couple of the Final Fantasies on on there and on like my PSP and stuff. And on the Game Boy Advance, you know, there's just RPGs where it's easy for me to jump in for a few minutes instead of like sitting in front of my TV because if I sit in front of my TV, I'm gonna fall asleep playing it. Um, yeah. But this Persona 5 Scramble is from Koei Tecmo. They make the Dynasty Warriors games, and so they've been doing all the spinoffs based on franchises like Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Hyrule Warriors. Uh, they did the Attack on Titan games. 
But will um, this be a Warriors game? Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it looks like it has the the action. Like if uh, yeah, okay. the trailer it looks like it at least. Yeah. Why You're not gonna call fight. it Persona Five Warriors or Persona Warriors? No, they're too cool for that. It doesn't, it's it doesn't really fit the uh, the aesthetic. The, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I mean, it sounds to me, it sounds like a cool concept to be like, hey, these shadows, you know, are invading. You know, they're escaping these palaces and. So it's almost like a um, not to bring back bring it back to Avengers, but it'd be like, you know, if they had the shadows over running like New York or something, you know, or like <laughs> you know Tokyo and Shibuya like the trailer has, and so all the Phantom Thieves be like, oh dang, we got to contain this, and so there you are fighting the shadows, you know. Um, but I think it'd be cool, especially to play as you know your favorite Phantom Thieves um, from the game. I'm sure Morgana would be fun to play as too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed that it's not a port. I think they should have really said that sooner. Yeah. As soon as it was leaked that it was a Switch, like Persona's coming to Switch, they should have yeah. been not, not Persona 5. Not that, yeah. That's where the time part comes in, is because they let it sit for so long, people speculated for so long, and people got their hopes up for really so excited. long, just yeah. for them to be crushed. Yeah, and the whole thing What's the too, other Persona coming out? Yeah, oh, I was oh, just right. going to mention, is that yeah. Persona 5, the Royal, it yes. got announced, and that's basically... Uh, extra special, kind of like a game of the year version of Persona yeah, 5. Right. It has some extra content that I don't even know if it's been announced yet, if you could just buy DLC for it. But basically, yeah. it's like it's an added DLC. Like, they had a new character and some extra stuff yep. after the story, which is cool. I, I did yeah. that. I'm, I'm going to get that version. I just kind of hoped I would be able to get it on Switch and not PS4. Like, I'm thankful I have a PS4. I would be very upset if I only had a Switch and no PS4. It sounds After like this, you're going to have to get it on PS4. Like, they're like, oh, there's rumors about this thing happening. It's announced. That's awesome. Yep. Wait, just for PS4? And then they release this other thing. Oh, yeah, here's what's for Switch. Like, that is kind of yeah. annoying. Like, dangling this very shiny, like, <laughs> thing in front of you. It's like, well, you get mm-hmm. this. Yeah. <laughs> And even oh, well. the Royal is a little bit confusing because uh, a lot of people don't know, are you going to be able to purchase an upgraded version? Exactly, or, like, yeah. We don't be able know. to uh, purchase an upgrade so. because um, what the Persona game, games have done is they've ported, they've done exactly what people thought they were, they, well, they didn't do what people thought they would do is, what they would do is they would port the game and it would have the extra stuff to another platform. Like Persona 3 got ported to PSP and it was called uh, FES and it had... You could play as a female, and it had some like extra story stuff. Persona 4 uh, started on PS2, and then it got ported to the Vita as Persona 4 Golden and added another party member and some more extra stuff. Yeah. With the Royal, they're not even porting this to any other platform. They're just releasing the game again, again on, the PS4, on PS4. But hence, yep. yeah. Which is weird in itself to have the yeah. upgraded version like on the same console. Yeah, as the original. Yeah, because yeah, you could get the main game right now for twenty bucks because it's considered a greatest hits uh, game. Huh. Yeah, so it's like, are I, they going to have people pay a whole $60 again just for this? I would hope not. Yeah, I, I, not just, I don't know. It's just skyrocketed in popularity. And I think, you know, with Joker coming out for Ultimate, yeah. and the, just all these releases, Snow 5 is just huge right now. And yeah. we'll see how everything turns out in the end. But like... It's the it's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, you would think they'd be like, "Hey, you know this character? Oh yeah, here's here's his game right here. We're putting it on the Switch now." But yeah, it's just kind of. Hmm. I don't know. Yep. It's kind of sketchy. 
But yep, it's crazy. Uh, so the next piece of news is that Titanfall or plans for future Titanfall games are delayed uh, for uh, the devs uh, to focus on Apex. It makes sense. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. It makes yeah, sense. And so yeah. it's weird because. Like I guess they're trying to keep up with Fortnite is probably why. Like they're they want to keep right. supporting this game, which is even weirder because I didn't put it in the news. But Fortnite has been one of the recent uh, Epic has been one of the recent companies that's been outed for um, you know for work for overworking people. Mm. Okay. And there so, was an article out about and maybe there was throwing shade because of that um, from. Apex. What are, what's the company called? Epic Games. No, 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 not Epic Games. Epic is no. Fortnite. Uh, Respawn. For Apex. Respawn. Yeah. Yes. That they. Uh, the reason that we haven't been getting updates in Apex as fast as like Fortnite is because they don't want to overwork. Yes. Uh, and so overwhelm. They were, their they were throwing shade, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure that <laughs> was part of it. Um, yeah. <sighs> but so because of that, though, it makes sense that they would need to take the resources. Then, if they're not going to overwork their workers and they go well then we're gonna need to pull more people in here to do this yeah gosh so it's, it's a good thing i think yeah I mean, unless you're a titanfall fan and you really don't like apex yeah and i think it's good too especially because didn't that thing just happen where people lost their progress and uh because of some patch and, and all that yeah oh i was so frustrated i don't know if i <laughs> talked about that on the podcast at all Probably i don't remember i don't think so okay I turned on, this a couple of weeks ago, um, some people may have experienced this. Basically, what we later found out happened was they put a pocket of us in a different server. Uh, and in that server, we have nothing because it's like a brand new server. And it's like a test server that they have. Mm. And so we had no levels. We had no guns. Uh, you could not join in a game uh, because it was like broken. And... Super, super frustrating. Yeah. And then, uh, but we didn't know any of that at the time. We just knew that, like, all of our stuff was gone. Yeah. And I went into training, and I was like, why is it putting me in training? That's messed up. And so I tried, <laughs> like, realized, I, at first I got excited, because it was like, you got 500 gold or whatever things. And I was like, sweet. Cool. They is gave that me what free you stuff. start off with? Yes. Mm. Now, oh, apparently. Because yeah. when I started it, I never had to go through the tutorial. Yeah. Uh, but it pushed me through the tutorial and i was like oh what's happening and then you couldn't even when they did get it kind of working i guess uh they said don't buy anything don't upgrade anything because if you do it might actually hurt the progress yeah um from the other server that's crazy um but yeah it was really really frustrating yeah so in light of that i think it's good for them to be like hey we're gonna focus on this so that never happens again basically yeah yeah i want another map I know it'll be a while before we get a new map, but the fact that they have a name for the map mm-hmm. makes me think we'll get another map. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, so while we're talking about Battle Royales and all that stuff, um, Epic is in the news, not only for what I mentioned earlier, but uh, the CEO, Tim Sweeney, made a comment that uh, they will stop, uh, I, I, I want to say poaching, because this, yeah. this this guy makes it seem like they are. Um but he's saying that they will stop doing this with for exclusives if Steam gives the devs more cut from 
their game. You should probably go deeper than that. What do you mean by them taking exclusives? Okay, so the whole thing about, you know, when a developer puts their game on Epic or when they've done this with Unreal Engine, when they've put assets on the Unreal Engine, Epic mm-hmm. gives them a large cut. It's like 80% or something like that. And so I don't remember offhand what cut Steam gives or what, but it's not as much. what Steam takes. Yeah, right. But it's not nearly as much. I think... Yes, well, I think it's significantly Steam more. Steam takes more. Yes, devs yes, get that's, where, that's what I meant to say, yeah. Devs are the losers in this situation. Yes, and so that's why they're calling out Steam, being like, hey, like if you guys you know, give the devs a you know, bigger cut of the game they're making, then, you then know, they probably won't stop. want to work with us as much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but some games, uh, I'm trying to think of the names of different games that this has happened to. I know that... Metro um, Exodus... Yeah, Borderlands 3 is going to yep. be a similar situation. Yep. Um, hmm. Cool thing about Metro Exodus, though, was they still honored those Steam purchases, and people were actually able to still play the game on Steam uh, when they got it, cool. if That's they had good. bought it before that change. Hmm. Um, the Division 2 is another one that went to Epic instead of Steam, which is a big one. Oh. What was? Division 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think another Ubisoft game is an RTS also went to Steam recently. Or not Steam, but Epic recently. Epic, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of games. Um, even uh, Supergiant, um, the makers of like Bastion and Pyre and stuff, they have their game in early access on Epic right now. And so those are some big names to be pulling off of Steam. Mm-hmm. And so Epic yeah. is basically saying, hey, it's your move. What are you going to do about it? We're just going to keep taking from you. Right, like I've never really thought about it that way. Yeah. Uh, it's really easy for us as the consumers to kind of be frustrated with them because it's like we want everything to be on one platform. Yeah. But then they're like, we're just trying to help out the creators. Yeah. Uh, which us as consumers all have love for, and so it's like, oh well, maybe this will get Steam to change so that they are not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the video game industry, as I've learned from the last couple months, I would say, video game industry is kind of mm-hmm. messed up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were just talking cut, about yeah, how there's this issue of overworking um, employees yeah. and developers for things, but yeah. it's not like that's really brought out to light very often because yeah. fan bases are always pushing for wanting, like, you know, wanting more content and wanting more stuff. Oh, why isn't this out yet? Why isn't this out yet? I remember mm-hmm. that whole article that was released about, um, was it EOA? It was, it was Bioware. It was about Anthem. Yep. That yep. whole mm-hmm. fiasco. As well, and they just were upfront and honest, saying, like, here's our working conditions, here's what's happening. Yeah, they didn't um, know what kind of game they were making or yeah, supposed to be making until E3. it's kind E3. of crazy, and, <laughs> I don't know, video game industry just sounds There's ridiculous. so much pressure There's now so yep. much. from the higher-ups to exactly. get something done. Yeah. Yep. It's just, it just seems very different from any other industry I know. Yeah, I and, suppose. And lastly, I, guess, what's I don't know cool, how similar it is to the rest of the entertainment industry. I just feel like it's a very specific type of pressure yeah. that's put. There have been stories in like the animation industry. Oh, I could, uh, see, I could see that, which is understandably sure. yeah. a similar situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, I can't remember names off the top of my head, but Sausage Party. Oh um, man, there was a lot. There was a huge thing about that. That I wouldn't recommend it. It's a stupid stoner comedy animated thing about. Hot dogs. Yeah, it's a Seth Rogen joint. Seth Rogen, that's the name I was thinking. Unintended. I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But that, there was a lot of discussion about um, the work environment that they had to go through getting Mm -hmm. that out. Uh, 
and it sounds like it's very heavy on the, the animators. So mm-hmm. very similar to the video game industry. You got to get these animations out. Um, well, with everything else. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, and the, lastly, the reason why Epic is able to give devs this big of a cut is because of Fortnite. Because they've been making so much money off on Fortnite. They, they can lose a little. Yeah, they could lose a little. And they started this, this initiative with uh, the Unreal Engine. When people would make assets for the Unreal Engine, they started giving people bigger cuts that way before they even had That's their cool. own store. So, um, See you, Fortnite haters. It's got its place in the gaming industry. <laughs> yeah. It's helping out. Giving back to the devs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's it for gaming. Uh, we have a short pull list this week. Uh, one of the games is Fade to Silence, and then the other is uh, Fell Seal, the Arbiter's Mark, and this is the one that Joe talked about last week, and this will be out by the time uh, the show comes out, and Joe's review will also be out. Um, by the that's time an RPG, it. right? Yes, that's the tactical. Yeah, okay. That's a tactics RPG that he was talking about last week. Yeah, that's right. Call so, it his favorite RPG, I believe. Yeah, in a long time. Tactical was... RPG. Yep. Yeah. So that's yeah. it for gaming. Cool. Yeah. Well, now we're into movies. <laughs> How early did you go to the theater, Shelley? Well, the preview started at seven fifteen, so we Kay. got there around seven. Or okay. so, woke up at, well, we left at 6.30, because it wasn't a very close theater. In the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the morning, a.m., a.m. <laughs> but it's great, because the place we went to, so there's not a lot of Chick-fil-A's around here. There haven't been in the past, uh-huh. so every Chick-fil-A is extremely popular, but we ended up going to Chick-fil-A afterwards yeah. for, for lunch. Chick-fil-A here is packed always. It's pretty here packed too. all the time, yeah. We were able to go just early enough before the lunch rush which was nice, nice. But it was awesome because uh i realized it's kind of my crowd that that go to those types because here's the thing we're watching imax it's obviously yeah. 7 15 a.m that's uh, we've already established that this place is packed it's full of people at this at that time, at this wow. time they're all in like their 30s they're all actual adults me and my boyfriend <laughs> are probably uh the youngest people there but it's nice. awesome because you could tell even, you know, these aren't, you know, young people, but they're all diehard Marvel fans. They want to see this okay. thing opening weekend. And so they're willing to gasp at the appropriate times during the movie, laugh at the appropriate times, yeah, cry at the appropriate yeah. times. And, you know, convey emotion, but not in a way that's so overwhelming that you can't hear what's going on in the movie. Because yeah. I, I like mm-hmm. a good audience. I like when the audience reacts to um, the movies and, yeah, laughs at jokes and things like that. But sometimes it could be a little too much, especially if there's, like, children or, dare I mm-hmm. say, college kids around. They can just get <laughs> a little too much and then way too distracting. Yeah. This I remember audience, the original yeah. Avengers movie. Yeah. The Hulk says puny god. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. left, laughed. Yeah. But I didn't know what he said till like three weeks later yeah. because everyone was still laughing at him, like throwing Loki around. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone laughed over what he said. And I was like, the Hulk just spoke. And I'm not going to know what he says forever. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So it was the appropriate amount of emotion expressed, but it wasn't intrusive on my experience watching the movie. And so I really appreciate that. And there are people clapping at the end and some people even stood up clapping. Mm-hmm. Like people stood like, you know, uh, were around like during the credits and things because that's just a classic sort of thing you do at a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yes. So it was, it was pretty nice. And then I had the rest of the day to do stuff. 
Yeah. Don't, don't was... you just love that that synergy, though, that you're talking about? Like, even for my little theater, mm-hmm. like, it was really cool because I've been going to this this theater for about a year now, and I still had my same seat because yeah. it's like I went by myself, the one little seat. But then just people cheering, clapping, crying, yeah. all these different emotions that, you know, play into it. Because, like, I've been telling people, like, this is literally the greatest yeah. cinematic event in history because nobody else has attempted such a thing. Exactly. One of my friends... Um, went to... So there's a very, very popular theater in Seattle called the Cinerama. And it's very popular. They only show one movie at a time for a certain amount of time. And they have, like, amazing food and popcorn. And they have very comfortable seats and an amazing... It's like just... If you want to go for the kind of best experience going to the movies, you kind of you go to the Cinerama. It's more expensive, but and the, again, they only offer one movie at a time, but it's worth it. So one of my friends yeah. went to opening night at the Cinerama. Cool. There were people That's cosplaying, cool. Oh, cool. like legitimately amazing cosplayers. <laughs> he was telling me that there was Thanos, there was a Gamora, there was like a group of people who probably didn't even know each other posing for pictures, um, <laughs> and. It was insane. He said that they they were so reactive to everything in the movie and people were yeah. so hyped. And then, and whereas I, I would have been, it would have been really exciting for me, but I'd still want to know what's going on. What he does, he just sees it again later. He just watches it again, the theater for a second time. So, and that, that, that works for cool. me too. I guess I could see that, but I just, I didn't have that option because I think it'd be really expensive to go see <laughs> opening tickets yeah. uh opening night cinerama but that again like that's what you were saying yeah like this is the experience of the cinematic experience of a lifetime i would say like you don't just get things that lead up for 10 years worth of movies to one big yeah. thing like this has yeah. been so i'm glad i at least got to see it opening weekend yeah that's awesome on imax yeah i'm just i'm happy <laughs> with my experience very sad cool. but anyway Awesome. Not talking about you guys the movie, watch any... but, but just that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it at some other point. Yes. <laughs> Let it seep in for a little bit. <laughs> you guys watch any other movies this week? I'm trying to think, and I don't think so. I've still <laughs> been casually watching through Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, but I don't think we watched any more this last week. We're on the last movie, the last half of Return of the King, but we have not finished it yet. Okay. So. You're watching them in halves. That's perfect. Well, that's what the extended editions are. The They're all in halves. Yeah. yeah. Like every disc is a half of a movie. So. Well, that that reminds me of um apparently they released, I think it's out now. They released the extended edition of Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight on Netflix. Oh, really? But it's actually in four parts. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah, I saw somebody post the link to that today and I'm like, "Ooh, I kind of want to watch that." But That's crazy. Yeah, but, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just kind of reminded me of that, but um that's cool. But yeah, yeah, I didn't see cool. any. Did, did you, LJ? Uh, I did watch uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Oh. Uh, after mm-hmm. after Cody mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that's out. Yeah. I, I went and found it. Um, really, like, I, I kind of have some similar sen- sentiments as Cody does about how, you know, it's just kind of, there's not a lot to it. We see the same origin stuff again, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's for us. That's for people who don't really know the series. Yeah. Um, but I love the visual effects, uh, just like, you know, when, you know, they're fighting and things like that. That's the really weird what CGI that movie I think it is. does is cool. Yeah. And so, uh, really, uh, what I wanted to share more about, about that movie, since we, since you already talked about it, is, uh, the story behind how I bought that movie, because 
I was like, you know, there's probably not going to be very many copies of this around. It's it's an anime movie. There's just no way. So I yeah. looked on the Target app, and it's like, no, there's no more stock. Yeah, out of stock temporarily. So I was like, you know what? I don't really believe that. I don't know if I do. <laughs> and then so I went over there before work, and uh, sure enough, they had a whole bunch of copies. And I was like, huh. yeah. Nice. Um, because that kind of, you know, like even with the Avengers stuff, like it, it kind of reminds me of how geek culture is now pop culture because... Dragon Ball Z came to theaters while we were at PAX. And so it's Funimation's it, biggest movie. And Fox distri- distributed it. Yeah. Which was so weird seeing the the opening, you know, Fox thing mm-hmm. before that movie. Kind of gave me chills and I'm like, man, like what they could do, you know, since they have distrib- distribution rights around here. Like if they Did actually make Vegeta a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not or Chi-Chi. Fox isn't Disney. I guess. Wait. <laughs> yeah, 20th Shoot. century. Yep. Not yet. Not yet. No, yeah, it's well, official. Maybe. Now it is, but I don't know what Dragon Ball Z distributed. I don't want to think about it. it. <laughs> well, it was this year. I mean, it was like right before, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's a Disney prince. There you go. <laughs> uh, but no, it just makes me think of like, man, they have that IP. Like, if they tried to make a legitimate movie that isn't Dragon Ball Evolution. Um, so yeah. yeah, it was just a fun experience buying that game or not that game, but the movie, buying the movie. If you want a cool live action Dragon Ball Z, um, there's a YouTube fan yes. thing that's a new hope or something like light of hope. <laughs> yeah. The future trunks thing. Yeah. It was actually really good. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just a cool reminder about how, like where geek culture has come because like how far it's come because this weekend, people are watching Avengers and Game of Thrones. Like we would have gotten made fun of for watching that stuff back in the day, you know. Like, and that's the doing. thing now. Everyone's talking about it. If they're not talking about mm-hmm. yeah. Endgame, they're talking about Game of Thrones or vice versa, yes. right? Like that's yeah. those are the yes. points of topics. I, I was at work today, and I'm going through the hallways, and I'm listening to people talk about it in the hallways. It's not just a thing where it's like I'm at school and with people my age, and they're yes. experiencing the same thing as me. No, it's. It's a. It's at least in the the U.S. I I can't say outside of that necessarily, but I, it's it's a thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't see any movies besides Endgame. Okay, <laughs> that's so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's... I was like, I want to talk about that on the podcast. It's huge, and I was like, actually, I'm not. Which yeah. you said you weren't going to go see it for a while, but then you just right, you like changed your mind. Oh yeah, did I say that on the podcast? Last yeah, time? yeah, on the podcast, you said you weren't going to. Yeah, see I was like, I'm not going to see it for a couple weeks, and then uh, the pressure of just it being spoiled. I saw so many people joking about spoiling it, and I was like, it's going to get ruined. I was like, I, so I deleted Facebook and was like, yeah. no, I gotta, I gotta watch this as soon as possible. We were taking the time so that we wouldn't, um, so that one of our friends could kind of catch up because she hasn't seen almost any of them. Uh, and so I gave her this list of like a short list of the movies to watch. Yeah. And it ended up still being like seven movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these are important. Um, and I felt back. She ended up having to just watch like a 15 minute catch up video. And then mm. she watched Infinity War. Uh, and then I was like, also, there's a Captain Marvel character. She's Marvel's Superman. And she was like, okay, got it. <laughs> That's pretty much all you really needed to know about Captain Marvel 2. So Yeah, awesome. I was like, just overpowered yeah. Marvel character. Yeah. Uh, but so she watched Infinity War and then like a 50 minute catch up video of everything before Infinity War. 
Um, I probably could have found one that did a catch-up video that included Infinity War, but I don't think that Endgame would have a full effect without watching that movie in its entirety. Right. At least. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all. We can get into the news. Sweet. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah, there's some stuff going on in the movies. In, in, the, in the movies. So we were just talking about Endgame. By talking about it, I mean not really talking about it, but mentioning <laughs> it. Um, if you weren't aware, which I don't know how you wouldn't be aware if you have heard of Endgame, but whatever. Uh, the Rooster Brothers <laughs> directed the Endgame, and mm-hmm. that's kind of their last big thing in the MCU. Which is fine. I mean, that's this is their... 10 years build up movie thing so they can yeah. they could take a breather it's fine they've been a part of it since winter, winter soldier. soldier yeah yep. so they it's it's kind of their baby all of this thing um that's mm-hmm. great so robert Iger, who's the ceo of disney sort of responded to a suggestion on twitter someone suggested on twitter that the Russo brothers should, now that they're pretty much finished up with this thing, move on to direct mm-hmm. a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Robert Iger did not. That'd be awesome. Robert Iger responded to the tweet saying, I love them. So definitely not so addressing like, anything. Or... But the fact that he just didn't say, you know, LOL, no, that's impossible or whatever. Hearing it's just that... he's not saying anything at all. Yeah, it's just barely yeah. saying anything at all. It's like, hmm. Hearing that yeah. makes me want to see them, if they were to do one, do a Star Wars movie that's got like a bunch of Jedi from different eras and a bunch of different Sith from different eras and just have a big old Jedi Sith battle. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like it would when be... When I think of them, I don't think of like an Endgame scope movie in the Star Wars world, but I do, I would love kind of a Winter Soldier. Like a contained? Um, yeah. Like if they did Solo or something? Right. I think they would have done really good with Solo, uh, but they could definitely do some kind of small like espionage type thing thing in the star wars universe within you know the empire or the you know, a different whatever. type of rogue one type of thing my yeah my only thing is uh if you listen to them in interviews they love marvel mm-hmm. yeah there's huge comic book nerds yeah um they love the characters that they're working with so dearly yeah i, I would want to know uh I don't know if they would do as well with a Star Wars movie if they don't love Star Wars as much. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they do. If they don't have that connection with the franchise like they do with Marvel. Exactly. Yeah. I see no reason for them so to much. direct Star Wars. I also know that they are going on a hiatus after episode nine. So yeah, if this were to ever happen, <laughs> it's not happening anytime soon. Like way in the future, way in the future. So I just, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, that's, that's cool, but... It doesn't need to happen. I don't really care that much. Rooster Brothers have done their thing. They don't need to do anything else, honestly. Like, this is their yeah. crowning jewel. So, I don't know. They can go mm-hmm. count their one, $1.2 billion. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, yeah. they, don't, they don't need to do another huge successful thing. They could give, <laughs> give them a break, y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a thing, too, rest. is they kind of need to let this die down because yeah. everything that they make now is going to be from the directors of Endgame. Right. And it nothing will live up to that hype. Absolutely, yeah. Make. Yeah. But. So I just exactly that's a good point. So that's a thing. Uh, another thing. Um, <laughs> definitely didn't see this coming, but it's fine. John Cena is going to be in Fast and Furious Nine. This was announced Ooh. via Vin Diesel uh, through an Instagram video, which yeah. is just a pretty, 
pretty normal um, way it's of... Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's a, pre- that's a pretty normal way of communicating information nowadays. R- announcing things is through Instagram. Through social media. It's through Instagram specifically. Yeah. And, I mean, Twitter. Yeah, it's weird. But... It just, he fits it's perfectly. It's getting really big. He fits perfectly. He mm-hmm. has, the, how has he not been in Fast and Furious before? He was in freaking Scooby-Doo. He belongs more in Fast and Furious than Scooby-Doo. So. <laughs> He's even been in Transformers. Yeah. So. Yeah. It definitely makes a lot of sense. Big cars, strong dudes. Jesse's <laughs> so Superhero-like. Chill ridiculousness yeah that superhero thing is almost not even a joke now it's not it's almost not even a joke now because of Hobbs and Shaw Idris Elba with his superpowers yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) they've always been so ridiculous they just get more and more ridiculous I can't wait till they go to space it's gonna happen (laughs) dude we are gonna see a Ferrari on the moon I'm there (laughs) what surprise (laughs) I'm waiting for the day that we get it not a Ferrari a Lamborghini we're gonna get a bright Lamborghini driving around on the moon it's gonna be a, driving a Saturn on Saturn. <sighs> Gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's if you're into Fast and Furious. I hope that's good news for you. I think it's good news. I don't even watch that series. I, I, I just I like those movies. I, I liked them for their cheesiness. I, I want to see him directed better. He did it way better than I've seen him previously in uh, Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, I hadn't really seen him like acted anything well. It's just weird um, because are you are you having John Cena for John Cena or are you having John Cena as an actor for a part? Because at this <laughs> point, pretty much everything he's been in himself. is, look, it's John Cena being John Cena, like doing his thing. That's him. The Marine. Wasn't he in uh, Psych? He was a character. Really? He was in Psych? I haven't. I, I, so. I didn't know that. Interesting. That'd be crazy. But again, it wasn't like well acted yet. And that was way, way back. Um, yeah, because he was probably a cameo while he was wrestling or something. Right, cameo. It, I it's think a USA it, show. Yeah, I don't know if cameos count. Those are definitely like, look at John Cena. Oh, <laughs> I want to see him get in front of more directors because I think the more directors he gets in front of, the better actor he will become. Yeah, um, I think it'd be really cool for him to become and, a really good actor. Just go under Dwayne. Yeah, apparently the thing Rock now is to get the wing. Russo brothers to do it. So let's just do that then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like guess. I said, he. I don't want to rip on him too hard. He did a really good job in Bumblebee. I love him. He's awesome. Um, but in previous stuff I'd seen, I was just kind of like cringe. I was like, man, it's it's like watching TV grade wrestler act in a movie. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But I mean, Dwayne Johnson's done a really good job. Uh, Batista's been in some more stuff now too. But Batista yeah. says another one's gotten a lot better. I, as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Batista was kind of like cringy in that first one to me. I was like, "Man, your your acting's a little sideways," um, but like he's Since gotten a lot then, better. He's been through. really good. I would yeah. agree. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, I really liked. Um, Blade Runner, he was a really interesting character. Yeah, in Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. He's, he's... he's got a few standard action flicks coming out too. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious to see what those will be with him in the leading role. Hmm. Yeah, it's been cool to watch. Yeah. Finally, our last bit of news is that we are, well, a long time ago we heard that we were supposed to get five Fantastic Beasts movie. The third one just got yeah. to be released on November 12th, 2021. So that's cool. that's pretty far from that's now. That's still a long time. Yeah. Crimes of Grindelwald didn't come out super long ago. It was this year. Wait, was it this year? Last year. It was last year. It was 
Last Christmas. No, yeah, Last Christmas. Okay, so it's yep. still not super long ago. I think it just came to Blu-ray like a week or two ago. Uh, okay. Yes, no, maybe. I think my yeah. mind has it. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't matter. Okay. So that's something. Again, I actually haven't seen Crimes of Grindelwald yet. I think it's a little bit ridiculous that they're trying to make five, but I do like mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne. He's my favorite. <laughs> but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> J.K. Rowling is just stretching as much as I like Harry him, Potter so it's much. It's weird to make him the character for five movies. Like, It's weird to me that they are Fantastic Beast movies and not something else it's weird that there's more than one i think they just need to have that one and and that that's it but they're trying to make this other thing and they're retconning a lot of harry potter content and i'm not sure if i'm okay with that because and it's the author doing this stuff on her own no exactly she's Mm -hmm. kind of crazy honestly (laughs) so giving her free reign of stuff jk rowling's become a meme she has like in real life it's actually hilarious i watch like Like on Reddit and stuff, people would be just like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> we've probably done this before." But what are your guys' houses? Oh, Hufflepuff. you know what shirt I'm wearing right now? Actually, it's a Hufflepuff shirt. Nice. Are we all Hufflepuffs? Someone from work so. noticed and showed me her <laughs> Harry Potter uh, thermos. Is Joe a Hufflepuff? That. He might. I think be. he's Ravenclaw. I don't remember. I think he said he was Ravenclaw. Uh. Oh, I could see that. We'll have to ask him again while we think. Now about it. I want to know because we're uh, we're all Hufflepuff right now mm-hmm. on the show. That's crazy. Wow. Because Hufflepuffs are awesome. Hufflepuffs are great. Hufflepuff. Prime. The person who saw my shirt said she was also Hufflepuff. So, yeah, I was just saying the person who saw my me and my shirt at work also said I was that she was a Hufflepuff. So we bonded. There you go. It was great. I'm making friends. There's a lot of Hufflepuffs out there. It's weird. I don't have a lot of Hufflepuff friends. I have it's kind like, of online friends. Like I know us. lots of like like you guys are Hufflepuffs and some other people I know from Geeks that are Grace are Hufflepuffs, but as of like my in real life personal close friends and family, I'm like the mm-hmm. only Hufflepuff. It's really weird. Most it's like every Ravenclaw. other friend I talk to is either a Slytherin or a Hufflepuff. It's like so many Ravenclaws. It's weird. Oh, see we don't get a lot I don't get a lot of Ravenclaws. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. huh. And then my apartment that I live with, all of us represent one of the houses, which is really cool. That's fun. That is cool. Just saying. We're awesome. Um, Using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter. What is your, what's your house? Do you guys, have you taken the test for what your Ilvermorny house is? Have we talked about this? No. I have not. Okay. Mine's Thunderbird. Thunderbird? Yeah. That's such an American name. That's why yeah. they're all they're all American mythical creatures. That's what they're all named. This Pukwiji, it's um Yeah. I don't remember the other two. Horn serpent. And then there's like a it. panther type thing. I don't remember the name. Huh. It's all people are really getting it's odd all of this. Pottermore. It's all in Pottermore. You, right. That's where which, I pulled the news article from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's Pottermore. And like the reason we use Pottermore for our house is because that's like an actual it's Jake official. Rowling. Official. official it's yeah. like the most official people test. will get an awe out of this my wife is a slytherin her patronus is a badger oh i think mine was like a type of bird or something mine was like a doberman or a rottweiler or something i forget what kind of dog it was i think it was doberman. i think mine was a beaver but i can't remember Don't <laughs> was it also that. a badger no it wasn't a that badger funny. <laughs> cool. it was 
a giant deer because I'm Harry Potter. I think it's interesting. I've talked with my friends about, of course, houses, but we a lot of us have taken Pottermore quizzes too and talked about our Patronuses. And I haven't met one another. I think it's Marsh Harrier, Marsh Harrier, that bird. And like I, I'm like uh-huh. I haven't met another person who's had that Patronus, but I also haven't met a lot of other people who like have similar Patronus. Like, how many are there in the system? Is my I have question no idea. because. Like, every I time I talk to someone, it's something new. I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Like, are they just setting us up randomly? Or is this actually a quiz? Like, are we it's all just, just randomly that generated? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised with, like, I don't know. They've got like, a Wikipedia list like, of animals. animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. That's all. Cool. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a long tangent, but I'm okay with it because it's Harry Potter. It's cool. Harry, Harry Potter, yeah. not um, Fantastic Beasts. I just... It's all connected. Uh, kind of. That's... The Russo brothers' next thing is to bring that universe together. Oh gosh! <laughs> if they could save it, I'd be happy with it. But like, I just don't think they should. That would. I don't know if I'd want to watch that movie. I don't <laughs> yeah. want like a serious action that, flick of. It'd be like Potter. heresy. For I feel them like it'd be really weird. Yeah. Harry Potter. I don't think they could do it. I don't, there is a specific type of humor that is put into Harry Potter movies. It's very subtle and very. Um hidden for the most part kind of awkward it's kind of the awkward humor awkward, yeah, it's it so been. different than marvel here so different i don't think they can yeah. mix them at all so anyway that's all of our movie cool. news uh yeah <laughs> right. uh we'll get on tv i watched a couple things but they are very adult oriented um i got hbo <laughs> so i've been watching westworld this is the first one I'm going to go to. I've been watching season two of Westworld. Um, very HBO, hard R stuff. One thing that I really like about this, though, um, and I've talked about this in the past, Westworld, for those who don't know, I should probably do that. Uh, you know how, like, Western theme parks have the, like, animatronics? I don't know yes. if you've ever, like, seen one of those kind of things. So that's the idea, only it's in the future. So those animatronics are now hyper-realistic, and they are, um, like, you can't tell the difference between them and humans. And uh, basically, that's kind of where the show comes, like, the sci-fi part of it is, like, who's a mm-hmm. real person, who's not. They're not supposed to kill people. Well, this one was supposed to be, you know, a host, a robot, and it killed someone, so that means it's not, you know, it, it raises a bunch of questions, and, like, it's yeah. really, really cool. Um, but the one thing, and I, they did so well for a long time, and then they ruined this for me, the nudity, uh, there's a ton of nudity in, in this show. Uh, but the way that they've always used it for the most part has been to kind of degrade the the robots so that you would be like, those are just robots. Mm. And so that's why they're naked is because they don't actually not real people. So they don't need to be decent because they're just machines. Yeah, they don't have that like aware, like that. I don't know how, how you put it, but like that, that like that sense to be like, oh, crap, I'm walking around without clothes. Right. There was yeah. no... Uh, very often there's no glorification of uh, the sexual part of nudity. It was just kind of like right. they're there because they're naked because why are you going to clothe a robot um, that's, you know, in the shop? They did completely ruin that in one episode in the first season, and I was so bummed. They, like, bring you into a brothel and... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. It's so over the top. Um, so that's a bummer because most of the show is like that. It's like, you know, but it's a lot of fun uh, if you're into like really deep storytelling and a lot of confusing twists. This last season has been even more cons- uh, confusing than the first one. 
uh, almost to a point where it's kind of hard to watch because I'm not quite sure what's going on. Mm. <laughs> uh, whereas the first season, it's been out for a little while. I won't spoil it too much, but like uh, there is a twist that happens that's really cool because it makes you realize um, what's happening and it kind of all comes together in a way that you thought you understood what was going on. And then you realize that you didn't understand what's going on. Now you do. Uh, it was a really cool, cool moment. Hmm. And then the other one is is Game of Thrones. We've been going from house to house uh, with a bunch of different friends, and then uh, like hosting a little party for the episodes. Uh, this next, this coming Sunday is going to be ours. Uh, and we're not going to have any puns, as far as I know. We got to think of some puns for our food. Everyone's been awesome. They made dragon glass, and they made. So it was graham crackers dipped in this, like, butter, sugar thing. It made it black, huh. uh, kind of like a brittle. Oh. But it was graham cracker. And they, then they had Sean Bean dip. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> and uh, they did hard-boiled dragon eggs, and they, like, dyed Ooh. the eggs. Uh, <clears throat> they did all this cool stuff, and I was like, I want to make some mac and cheese. I got an idea. What? Do little chicken fingers. Uh, he, that was one of them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's easy, I guess. That's low-hanging fruit right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's a bunch of good ones. Um, so i got to think of something for mac and cheese. It's going to be kind of gross. My worry, though, is the mac and cheese is going to, like, the way the mac and cheese looks, I could probably come up with something clever, but no one's going to want to eat it because it's going to be something with, like, guts or something. Oh. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, there, yeah, so I gotta I gotta think about it, but that's fun though. I I do like that idea. That that is fun to think of something. Yeah, I was everyone's done it except us, and I was like, oh, I I guess we need to. Yeah, do this you now. gotta think of something good. Uh, Game of Thrones, obviously, if you're trying to catch up, um, if you hear this and you're like, I should watch Game of Thrones. There is a ton of um, sexualized nudity in that show, uh, so kind of you definitely be aware of that. You should probably you probably know that by now if you're listening to this podcast. You're probably geeky enough to kind of know what Game of Thrones is. But um, I will say that it tones down a lot after the first couple seasons. I think they kind of showed, they made it, you know, precedence. And then they were like, this is what we're about. And then they didn't have to show as much of it later on. Um, if you wanted to try to do it through Angel, what was that website called? Oh, I know Vid what you're Angel. talking about. Yeah, Vid Angel. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, you're going to miss a lot of the first two seasons that way. But um, <laughs> towards the end, I may think it would actually be kind of possible to do that. Um, just get rid of the nudity. It's it's a really good story. And this last episode was historical. Um, it is the longest battle sequence um, in anything ever. That's cool. Uh, movies and TV. I guess maybe a video game you might be able to find something that's a longer fight. Well, yeah, that's a video game. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, that might not be... I played boss fights for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Any, no, any TV or movie, though. Uh, I think it yeah. beat out... The Battle of Helm's Deep. Is that Ooh. right? In Lord of the Rings? Wow, that would make sense. I mean, because that was a pretty long battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It beats it out by um, just a few minutes, I think. Hmm. But that was, I mean, that was with there. And it's interesting. They kept the entire scene um, from being just, you know, one big war sequence. It's got like, they went to each kind of character. They've got hmm. 20 characters together now. Oh, wow. Um, you know, from different places throughout the show. It's been yeah, because really cool they all, all started in different spots. Yeah, uh, see them all come together, and then you kind of you get this little like focus on each one during this fight and what's going on in their lives. Um, it's cool. Hmm. But, real quick, real quick, I have another idea. You should do Jon Snow cones. 
Jon Snow. That's a good goes. one. <laughs> Oh, I like that. That's fun. Just make sure they don't like melt, right? Yeah. I would figure out how to. We don't have an ice shaver. I'll have to figure that out. That's, that's a fun one. If you have some, uh, hashtag GOGCast on Twitter. Give me your Game of Thrones puns for food. Or you, could, or you could put it in Cones be Game of Cones. Yeah, I was almost. I'll, I'll be honest. I was hesitant to even kind of bring that show up just because, um, for one, it's been kind of controversial in the Christian realm. Right. But also. Um, I definitely want to stress you just like how much nudity there is uh, because it could be a definite, obvious stumbling block to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. But a very interwoven, deep story. Mm-hmm. Um, also 10 years in the making, kind of like Endgame. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. Very much so because the characters were so separate at the beginning. But Now they come together and... Not as extreme as Endgame, but kind of mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. What else have you? What have you guys been watching? Um, I don't think I've watched anything this week. Not sure. I watched a few things. Huh? Uh, I watched a few things. Okay. Uh, I watch. I've been watching Ultraman on Netflix. All right. What do you think? It's weird. Like I, I like the. Um, the actual like look of it because they do that weird 3D thing that a lot that of anime has been doing, but it's it's one of those things where I, I you know, everybody accuses uh, what is it like a Dragon Prince or whatever how choppy that looked, yeah, and like how like early Ruby looked, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to me Ultraman is even worse than both of those. Uh, it's just like it's got I don't this, like Polygon. It's this weird CG it, look. But- Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, but it just looks so much more choppier. Like, Dang. like it looks like it's running like twenty five frames a second sometimes, maybe twenty frames a second sometimes. It's it. I like the kind of plot of it because it's like a sequel to the original Ultraman show. That's and cool. So, and so I think the plot is kind of what's keeping me there. No, it's not really the animation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I mean, it's been fun. It's kind of my you know like oh I'm gonna eat lunch and watch something real quick. Um, the other show I started watching is a spinoff of the Goldbergs called Schooled. And instead of the spin-off 80s... Spinoff of the Goldbergs. Yeah, so it's weird because how that show is based off of, like, loosely based off of that guy's life. Yeah. Um, this one is... It's a spinoff of the older brother's uh, girlfriend teaching at the school in the 90s. Okay. So it's a 90s thing. So it's, it's even cooler because I'm like... This, this is a little more deep, you know, being 90s. What but, a weird... Yeah, so it's weird to make a spinoff of, like, a... I don't know how, like, a loose biography kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if she was just like, well, I had an interesting life, too. I want to talk about yeah. it. Like, they Go. do have characters, like, towards the, the last couple seasons of the Goldbergs, they've had short little interviews during the credits with, like, some of the real-life people. Mm-hmm. And they still do that in school. And it's okay. so it's just funky though, especially since it's supposed to be. What's throwing me off is it's '90s, but some of the episodes are on late '90s properties. Like there's an episode on Star Wars Episode One. There's an episode that references Fight Club, and it's so weird because maybe I have more of a context of the '90s than I do the '80s. Obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's just like because the whole thing is they started off saying like, oh, it's this is this date, 1990 something. And so I'm having a hard time, like, trying to... It's one of those things where I'm trying to put together the timeline as I'm watching these episodes. Yeah. Okay. And having the characters not aged a whole lot, either. 
which mm-hmm. is throw which even throws me off even more. Huh. So it's kind of like the, the 90s believ- 30 years ago. Yeah, like the the believability is or I don't know if that's the right word, but it's just hard for me to really believe it knowing that these actors just acted in this show that's still going. Mm-hmm. So, and so but yeah, I started watching that because the Goldbergs hadn't been on for a few weeks. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, so it's just it's weird watching that show with the context of the Goldbergs. Also, it's it's funky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We can get into the TV news then. Yeah. I'm trying to think of where to start. Okay, we'll go with Waldo. Waldo. There is a Where's Waldo TV show in the works. It's not Netflix. I thought it was because it's DreamWorks. Uh, I just think when I hear DreamWorks animated stuff that it's going to be Netflix. Wait, it's animated? It is animated. Okay, yeah, because I was going to be like, like, not to get to the news, but yeah, seeing this, I was like, that's funky. Waldo is a 12-year-old kid in this. It definitely looks like a kiddie show that I shouldn't be interested in, but Weird Al is one of the cast members. Yeah, so that's what was throwing me off. I was that seeing that name, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> the the geek in me wants to know. <laughs> I'm I'll I'll look into it. Uh yeah, it's going to be I can't remember what uh what channel it's gonna be on, but it's definitely looks like a kind of like a kitty show kind when of When I think of Weird Al, I think of that movie UHF. Uh what UHF, I don't know what the movie is. That's an oh, that's an old Weird Al movie. It yeah. will. It. I found it. Universal Kids Network this July. Oh, weird. Huh? After American Ninja Warrior Junior. Wait, what? what? Oh no! <laughs> I love American Ninja Warrior, oh, but gosh. don't kids don't break. I get, that's already a thing. Uh, oh man! I didn't know uh, about okay. it. Got it. I I'm getting this all mixed up. <laughs> the show itself will release on the Universal Kids Network this July. What is but that? A is that like for a TV station? Is set to air on April 27th, which has already happened, and I didn't see it um, hmm. during American Ninja Warrior Junior on April 27th. Is this like a network or? A, yeah. A, okay, that's, that's I think. Crazy. Oh well, we can we can figure it out later. I'm just like I've never heard of this. You Universal. have all of the information you need to Google it now. Uh, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We usually know this information because LJ is typing away in the background. Yeah, well, but we, he's uh, here now. To do that and talk at the yeah. same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we always think we sound like we know what we're talking about. I'm just puzzled. I'm just puzzled because I'm like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something that is probably a little bit more interesting. I just Weird Al is so cool. Um, white and nerdy. Okay. There is a show in the works from BBC and Netflix. Uh, it is Dracula. And at first, I was trying to like... Because it's supposed to be like the same people. It's Moffat. Uh, and they were talking about like kind of doing it like Sherlock Holmes is going to reinvent the character. It's going to have like, like four episodes a season? Probably. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. I still haven't um, seen Sherlock. I want to, though. And then the seasons will be every other year, every two years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reinvent thing got me freaked out. I was like, if they can make a modern day Dracula, that would be strange. Ooh. That's not the case. It is going to be a, uh, it's take place in 1897. Oh, you're not wrong. 
Uh, it says here the show's first <laughs> season will be composed of three 90 minute episodes. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all of which are produced by Gaddis and Moffat, written and produced. I hope uh, it's Moffat... heavily inspired by like the Bram Stoker's Dracula. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm down. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Moffat also did Doctor Who. If you guys aren't familiar with Sherlock. Nice. It's based off of Stoker novel sweet that's what i was hoping for Hmm. 1897 take place in transylvania uh should be like right as dracula um is like ready to uh attack victorian era london oh awesome that sounds cool yeah it should be a lot of fun also the actor who is going to be playing dracula is clay clace bang Maybe Classe. I don't know how to say his name. I don't know what he's in either. Like, that is a British name right there. Yeah, I looked it up. Or and some I kind of find... European name. I'm trying to figure it out now. It's okay. Yeah. I might watch Sherlock just to get a feel for that style before I, I see like that. It. I like I've not watched a lot of Sherlock, but I watched a lot of Doctor Who. Huh. Um, and I think I've seen at least an episode of Sherlock. It's got Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yeah, this place blind is not like Bang is not in anything that I've watched. My the Square, the this. Girl in the Spider's Web, and oh. a soap, Jungle Child. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any of these things, mm. but I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure he's a great actor. Totally knows what he's doing. Uh, and then in Disney taking over the world news, uh, they might <laughs> buy out Hulu uh, completely. Oh. oh, I was gonna say, don't they own part of Hulu? They have, uh, they have stock in it. It yeah. was a shared stock between um, them and Comcast and Time Warner, which I think is interesting. Ooh. I didn't realize that. Time Warner backed out a while ago. Yeah. Uh, and so now Comcast is thinking about selling its share to Disney, and then they would own the entire thing. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, they got their own streaming service. I'm bowing out here. Take this one, too. Yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> strange. I don't know why... I don't know why they would sell. I mean, maybe it's just worth that much money to them. Um, huh. But I would think... I, I just don't know what Disney does to it after it's bought. Because yeah. it's got some more rated R stuff, I think, on it. So it wouldn't be Disney Plus to be very separate still. Um, I don't know if they just keep it the way it is. I think they would. If, I mean, especially with Fox and ABC and a lot of the networks that are partnered on there already. I think they could yeah. just keep it. But if you're going to keep it the same, then why, as a Comcast, sell it? Why not let yeah. Disney just do your heavy lifting for you and make it big? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, kind of terrifying. They'll own two major... I mean, Disney Plus isn't major yet, but I predict that it definitely will be mm-hmm. um, a major streaming service in the future. I like Hulu, um, too. That's what I watch all my random shows on, like Schooled and stuff like that. That's where I watch all the primetime shows that i've watched mm-hmm. yeah like brooklyn 99 and stuff like that it's uh i don't know disney's gonna rule the world the entertainment yep. industry yep maybe they will buy out video game companies too and then video game companies will have better mm, i think they've already said labor. they're not good at video games so they're leaving that up to other people that's fine. They're not good at video games? That's interesting. Well, well uh, Bob Iger himself, I think, at one point, he did say, like, yeah, he's like, we haven't had much success in the video game realm, so 
you know, we're not going to have any more studios. We're just going to hand off our IPs to other companies like they did with Star Wars and EA. I think but that's okay. But if they okay. bought a video game industry, video game company. They've had... They bought uh, the whole industry. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like they owned them. Oh, yeah. gosh. And then they could just be like, you keep doing things, but we'll call it Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really surprised they haven't done more. Um, making games, I can understand that that's not. Well, they thing. used to have their own studio, like game de- yeah. game development studio, but they made. I mean, they were the ones that made like Epic Mickey, right? Yeah, I the think, publisher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But then they also had the Disney Infinity thing that fell through, and they had a lot of right. stuff out there. It was a cool concept. I just don't like Toys of Life stuff. Same. Well, <clears throat> from there, are you guys? Are you are geeking out about some other things? You. Let me talk about mine because LJ's I think is more interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm getting ready for the Renaissance Festival Woo! in like a month. I'm really excited and kind cool. of macabre, but I'm making a shoulder like armor pauldron piece, and oh, it's nice. with a like a skull that I found at this weird oddity shop. Um, we found out we didn't know what it was. It was just cool looking and fit my shoulder okay. Um, it is a doe skull that they had found. Oh, um, they had found like as roadkill. Um, and repurposed. That's cool. Yeah. But I got it for twenty bucks, and so I've got this fake fur, and I'm gonna try to make this like big shoulder armor thing out of it. Yeah. Um, so kind of cosplay-ish, but not really. That's cool. It's close enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll post <laughs> pictures when I'm done with it. it yeah. Be, it's fun. I like crafting, and I don't craft often. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. What was your well, Shelly? Do you have anything you're geeking out about? I don't think so. No. Go for it, LJ. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about, which it's weird that I'm going to talk about this because it sounds like I shouldn't. It's called Secret Church. Ooh, is it a secret? <laughs> um, well, so the concept is, uh, it's actually from, uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of David Platt. Um, he's a speaker and he's like a, well, he's written books and stuff. Heard of Chris um, Pratt? No, or David Platt with an L. Platt. <laughs> um, oh, okay. But, so, um, it, he does this uh, simulcast and it's six hours long. Of him just straight sermon. Um, okay. There's like 15 minute breaks. So you guys thought three hours with Avengers was bad. Try sitting through a six hour sermon. Um, so the whole concept is that uh, it's called Secret Church because all the money they're taking in from the simulcast goes to specific parts of like the world that where Christians are being persecuted and killed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, well, the idea is that they want to put more resources in the hands of these people that are braving, you know, the con- their country and uh, that want to, you know, that are trying to share the gospel even though it's a dangerous place. And so the top of the country for this year was Somalia. Uh, there's hundreds of Christians dying over there every day for their faith. Mm-hmm. And so all the money that they were taking in for that uh, for this went, was going to uh, Somalia. And so literally he uh so i have this big old thick booklet here i don't know if you can see that um it's listeners can't yeah (laughs) yeah so it's a really just believe us it's a thick book i'll probably post a picture of it yeah but literally uh he picks a topic to preach on for six hours and so this year it was prayer fasting and and the pursuit of god last year it was like other religions um that he was preaching on and stuff okay okay and so it's he literally goes starting from Genesis all the way to Revelation throughout the night, picking picking out scriptures that relate to the themes of prayer, fasting, and the pursuit of God. Wow. And so the idea is, 
that we usually have been doing at our church is uh, it's for like college age, like young, you know, young groups uh, for my young pros group is what I was doing it with. And so basically bring, you know, bring snacks, whatever, you know, get comfortable, all that stuff, because you're going to be listening to the sermon for six hours. And so there's 15 minute breaks every couple mm-hmm. hours. And so there was actually this one session in the middle where uh, they put prompts on the screen and they tell you to group up into groups of four. And so they give you a prompt to pray for. And so somebody takes that prompt and prays. And then so they did about like four or five prompts. So for every prompt, the, the person will, uh, somebody will pray for, for whatever the prayer is for. Mm. That's super so cool. it, it was just powerful. He just goes, the dude does not stop. Uh, there's scriptures, there's quotes in here. He doesn't go through every single one because sometimes he just boom, 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 goes through it. And so you're going to like, I probably got actually about 80% of the notes in here because it's basically like fill in the blank like you would do at like church and stuff like yeah. that. If you, um, yeah, it was hardcore. It was awesome. And uh, I was up till, so I was up Thursday night till three for Avengers and I was up till oh my like gosh. two o'clock. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was up till two o'clock the next night because that didn't end until like 1230. It's oh too late gosh. for me. Pass my <laughs> yeah, so I felt like a zombie. Uh <laughs> yesterday and today so that's crazy it was it was just a it was just a powerful experience spending that time with a small group i joined about a year ago of people that i would have never connected with if if i hadn't decided to just go out of my comfort zone and join a small group so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's about it awesome that's crazy if you guys aren't geeking out about anything else, nah, Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at the shellshock 24 You can find me playing Grim Fandango every Tuesday night on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel. And LJ? You can find me on Instagram at WarHeroLJ and on Twitter at WarHeroLJ. Uh, right now you can find me on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel on Fridays playing some River City Ransom Underground. Going a little more retro for now. Cool. So I'm not plugging two different two different things in the same podcast. I'll just say Instagram at Cody Armor. Oh, I, I usually go Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Keep it, Keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>